What was our gospel about last week's Sunday? Sometimes we have to scratch our heads and think, last week's Sunday, like how long ago was that? As I've been reflecting, and, and when I reflect often before I even look going forward, I've got to look back in order to take a step in the right direction. I feel like the Lord threw us a total softball. Softball being, here it is, it's on the tee, just go hit the crap out of it and live the gospel. What was our gospel about last weekend? Jesus said, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. It's almost like he knew that what was going to happen in Russia was going to happen. And then we have an opportunity to be bold and stand firm in the truth and actually live the gospel. Not that these words are just sitting here on paper, but they, they, they've, they've soaked into our soul because we need them. But then also we have to go live them. Jesus even said, don't do what sinners do because, you know, it's like if you love those who love you, like what good is that for you, you know? So we're going to offer mass for Vladimir Putin today, our enemy. We're going to offer mass for all of his military commanders and for their conversion. I think it's so, so interesting when, when the word of God, it just, it just seems like it's right on time. And those are very blessed and, and great opportunities to grow in Christ Jesus and to really allow the Lord to, to sink from those words from our head to our heart so it comes out of our hands and our feet and our mouth. And by the way, we look at people, by the way, we act. And we even get that from St. James today, too. He says, Beloved, is anyone among you suffering? A whole freaking country of Ukraine must be suffering right now. But because we're both made in God's image and likeness, because they are our brothers and sisters in Christ, we pray for them, we fast for them. He said he should pray, is anyone in good spirits I don't know many people who are in good spirits right now. If you're in good spirits, like, I don't know what planet you're on. This is not a fun time. It's not a good time. It's not a great time. And he said he should sing a song of praise, right? Because the songs lift our spirits and remind us that we have the principle of solidarity, right? So when someone else is suffering, I too am suffering. He says, anyone among you sick, right? We know that there are people who are sick, not just in body, but also in soul and mind. He said he should summon the presbyters, being the priests of the church, and the priest should pray over them. That's actually what Mother Teresa would often do with people who are sick on the streets. She would just bring them to, to the priest, have the priest pray with them, and go back out and serve. And anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. Here we see the, the beginnings of the sacrament of anointing of the sick. For those who are sick, they are brought to the priest. And so often, I've talked to people. You met somebody last night when I was in Anago for their Sikh. And a gentleman had uh, something wrong with his hand. And he, he couldn't bend his hand. He said, in seeing all these doctors, even his wife is a doctor. And I said, well, have you had anybody pray for you for healing? And he's like, no. And I was like, well, maybe do that this weekend, you know. This is a prompting right now. And I'm standing next to somebody who uh, was suffering, right? His wife just had a miscarriage. And he was also part of my prayer team. We did, we did Alpha and all those kind of things. Um, but the Lord says the prayer of faith will save the sick persons, and the Lord will raise him up, lift him out of those, those low, dark places. And then I think towards the end, we hear something that should really encourage us in this letter from St. James. He says, my brothers and sisters, maybe just peer, peek up your ears here and just give the Lord permission to speak to you where you're, going, where you're at right now. He said, if any... One among you should stray from the truth and someone, someone bring him back. He should know that whoever brings back a sinner from the error of his ways 
will save his soul from death and will cover a multitude of sins. Like, that's like really good news. And I think of our prayers, those we sacrifice for, if we help other people come back to the truth, it'll cover a multitude of sins. Like, that's like really good news because I don't know if you're like me, but sometimes, you know, you do your examination of conscience when you go to confession, when you repent daily, and you, you can't remember everything. It's, it's really, really hard, right? But if I bring other people it back into the fold, back into the truth, a multitude of my sins will be covered. So we're going to pray today for Vladimir Putin, for all those military officers in Russia to actually live the gospel. And if you know of anybody who is sick, I'll take them. Bring them to me. I would love to pray with them. And if you have somebody you just don't know what to do with, just do what Mother Teresa would do. Just bring them before the priests. Like that's what we do. It's how we live. And we should look around and ask, maybe when you're in Bible study this week, say, is anyone here suffering? Maybe just pause and see who the first person to speak up is. Maybe just ask, is anybody in good spirits? And just see who speaks. And just ask, is anyone among you sick? Is anybody here sick? And then summon me, summon a priest, and let the priest do what they're called to do. And if you and I work together, our prayers are always more efficacious. They're always more effective. We commend all these prayers to Our Lady because we know that through, even through Fatima, through all those, those prophecies she gave, that if we do not convert Russia in, the, in 1918 when she, when she came, 1917 when she came there, uh, she said, these things will happen. So we have to get back on track, right? So we take a moment of silence to maybe pray for our enemies, maybe of other enemies that you struggle with that you don't love, but today we specifically pray for our enemies and we do our best to love them. Because one principle we can always take away, it's not between flesh and blood, as St. Paul says in Ephesians 6. It's the spirits that interact in between us. As soon as you and I begin to hate someone, the devil's winning. This is where the gospel really needs to be a light in the midst of darkness. Where it's strange, it's different, where people are going to throw stones and it doesn't work. Or we need to be, basically, we need to be mirrors of the cross for other people. That when they don't deserve it, as we don't deserve the mercy of God, we give it away freely anyways. So we take a moment of silence, just a pause, and really maybe just call to mind the face of somebody that is an enemy to you. For right now, I me, mean, it's like Vladimir Putin, right? All those military officers, I don't know what they're doing, but I have to live the gospel because woe to me if I do not live the gospel, as, as, as uh, St. Paul says, right? Woe to me if I don't preach the gospel. Because sinners love those who love them. But do we love our enemies? The Lord has given us a total softball. It's just sitting there right on the tee. Let's just make sure we don't miss this opportunity to be different, to live differently. And ultimately what we're doing is we're being like the Blessed Mother. We choose to remain at the foot of the cross and pray for those who persecute us. Amen.